discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. This word produces results and causes us to produce results in our lives. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, you at all. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord at all. Wow. Hallelujah. I've been sharing concerning how to train yourself spiritually, isn't it? How to train yourself spiritually. And I've said so many things already. Last week, I remember sharing. What was I sharing last week? Remind me of what I spoke about. We have trouble in this world, but we should over. We should know that we have peace, and Jesus has overcome the world. All right. Any other person? Last week, do you remember what I shared last week? You're here, isn't it? Okay. Yes, we, and I remember you talked about how we should put people ahead of us in order to follow their steps in getting there as well. And you talked about uh, Kenneth Hagen, where he, where, the, where there was a man of God who preached that prayer, and then he used familiar spirit on two-day occasion, and then uh, uh, he used the Holy Spirit on just it was a familiar spirit was three-time occasion, and then the uh, the Holy Spirit was used only twice occasion in that five. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Yeah. So how how do you tell? Someone is using familiar spirits. You see, and that was that was where I began from. I think I began from that side, and I, I was sharing that story with you to let you know how pathetic um, you would be as a child of God if you don't train yourself spiritually. A child is helpless, helpless, isn't it? A child is helpless. He cannot help himself. If there's danger, he just can't help himself. You are subject to, to death, to ruin, to destruction, to the elements of the world, if you don't grow up. In Galatians chapter 4, if you've read Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 before, let's look at it. Says, now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, you see, now the, I say the heir, as long as, he's not talking about your hair, he's talking about heirship, rulership. The one who has been sent as a ruler, he says, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he is the Lord of all. You see, he's not different from a servant, even though he's Lord of all. As long as he didn't say when he is a child. There's a difference. You see, the Bible mentions when I was a child. In First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, Paul says that when I was a child, I speak as a child. Let's look at it. Go go up, go to verse 11. It is when I was a child, I speak as a child, I understood as a child, I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. This one says when, not as long as. When. 
Of course, in everybody's development, in the development of every human being, you move, you are born as a child. Nobody is born as a man. Only one person was born as a man. Two, two people, not born, but created as men, as a man and as a woman. Adam was created as a man around age 33. Eve was also created as a woman around age 33. Hallelujah. But as soon as you are born again, you are born as a child. You see, and you must grow. You don't have to remain a child. If you remain a child, you will be helpless. Hallelujah. Anything can just happen to you. Galatians 4 says, Now the heir, as long as he be a child, differed nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is pleased. Go to the, go to the next verse, verse 2. But is under tutors and governors unto the time appointed of the father. Verse 3. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. This is what happens to you when you remain a child. It says, you are under the bondage of the elements of the world. Anything can happen to you. Is it not risky? Anything can happen to you. The devil can come in and do anything in your life and go away. And not have any resistance. Nothing will happen. He will just mess up things and go away. Hallelujah. Yeah. You can remain you can remain a child for a very long time. It's dangerous. It's the most dangerous thing that can ever happen to anybody. Look at Ephesians chapter chapter 4. Let's look at verse 14. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Now, prior to this, in, in verse, verse 12, verse 11, 12, thereabout, he talks about the fact that he says he gave some up from verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He's showing you um, what Jesus did after he resurrected. If you read the verses before, he says, what is it then? He ascended, isn't it? He descended and ascended and gave gifts unto men. This is what he did when he sat down. When he ascended and sat down, he gave gifts unto men. This is how Christ is ruling his church. This is how Christ is training his children. Through apostles, prophets, ministers, and all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some pastors, evangelists and some pastors and teachers, for the purpose of perfecting the saints, okay, for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ, for the build-up of the body of Christ. That is to we all come in the unity of the faith, or to the oneness of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. The word perfect there is teleosis. It means a full-grown man who knows what to do with himself. Hallelujah. Who has full use of his brain, full use of his hands, full use of his eyes, full use of his lips, full use of his ears. I'm not talking about physical things. I'm talking about spiritual things. I told you the last, I told you last two Sundays that this, your spirit has eyes as much as your physical body has eyes. Your spirit has ears as much as your physical body has ears. Your spirit, ha- your spirit has a leg. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your spirit has all those things that your, your body has. Your soul is to your spirit. What your five senses are to your body. Your body and its five senses are called your outward man. Your spirit and his soul are called your inward man. Do you see? So we have the outward man and we have the inward man. Spiritual training has to do with your inward man learning how to use his sense of sight, spiritual seeing through your soul. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you an example. For instance, in 
in Ephesians chapter 6, if you read from verse, verse 10, let's examine it, okay? Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. I don't know if I'm helping you in any way. Okay, follow me very carefully. It says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against hmm? stand against the wiles of the devil. The word wiles, there is strategies of the devil. It means that the devil has strategies. He has a strategy for your life. Can you imagine? There's a big strategy for your life. But God has a bigger strategy for your life. Then he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Now, what do you think he's going to talk about? He says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Is he talking about something physical? Emphatically not. You don't have an armor in your house, do you? You don't, you, 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 you are not giving armor when you become, as soon as you become born again, the pastor starts distributing, he gives you, this is your helmet, this is your belt, this is your, your breastplate, this is your sword, this is your shield. You are set now. Now you can make spiritual office. So every night at 12 a.m., just wake up with your sword. Take your shield. Ah! There's nothing like that, is it? There's nothing like that. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand there for having your loins get about with truth. Your loins. It means that in the spirit, you have loins. You have a waist in the spirit. I'm not the one saying it for crying out loud. You don't wear the loins somewhere else. You don't wear your belt somewhere. I've got my belt on. It's on my waist. My waist, your waist is called your loins in, the, in, in, in old, old whatever, English. It says, having your loins get about the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Meaning that you have a torso. You have a chest with, with stuff in there, in the spirit. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've got a feet. You've got foot in the spirit. Just like you have in the physical. Same thing. Look at the next verse. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery dust of the enemy, of the wicked. How do you take something? You take it with your hand, isn't it? You take it and suggest taking it with your left hand means that you've got a left hand in the in the spirit and you've got a right and take the helmet of salvation, you've got a head in the spirit. If you've got a head in the spirit, then certainly you've got eyes, you've got ears, you've got noses, you've got you've got you've got everything, isn't it? Everything is in there, is intact. And the sword of the spirit with which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the rema of the spirit. Eh? The sword of the spirit, which is the rema of God, the rema, the spoken word of God. That, that communicates the idea of you using your right hand to make war. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So just imagine someone who is expected to be very old and very matured, was born again 15 years ago or 5 years ago, and he cannot use his hands. You know how pathetic you are in the spirit? Don't think pastors are not there and designed to uh, Change things immediately. Something hap- something wrong is happening. That's what I'm saying. That's not what they are designed for. In the New Testament, it doesn't function like that. In the Old Testament, it functions like that. It happened like that because they could not be trained spiritually. In the Old Testament, they depend on the prophets to say things, to, to declare things on their behalf. Okay? Hmm. In the New Testament, you are not supposed to go and see any prophet for anything. There's only spiritually immature people who do that. <laughs> you like my message? Even if you don't like it, I'm saying it. Now, a lot of people use um, there are scriptures in First Samuel chapter eight. 
Okay, concerning how let's look at it. First Samuel chapter 8, let's read from verse 1. <laughs> and it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Okay, go on. Go to uh, I don't want us to read too much because this is not my focus, okay? I'm just passing by. I'm just passing through. Hallelujah. So let me look for the real thing for you. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, so first Samuel chapter 9, rather, from verse 1. Okay, first Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zerah, the son of Bekorah, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, and good, and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a, a goodlier person than he. <laughs> he was goodly. <laughs> you understand goodly? It means that he was handsome, he was strong, he was tall, he was a, he was a wonderful person. He was the whole package. You got it? He had a six, he had a six pack. He had a V. Bible says that he was head and shoulder above all the men in Israel. Yes. He was thick and tall. Hallelujah. And the asses of Kishore's father were lost. He lost his asses. He's not talking about toes. He's talking about something else, okay? He's not talking about bottoms. He's talking about uh, camel. Uh, how do you call it? Donkeys, okay? And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses, or look for the donkeys. Verse 4. And he passed through Mount Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim and they were not, and they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. Now, he's lost some donkeys. This is his business. He's going to lose some, some cash. So he sent his son to go and go and look for them. They look wherever they are supposed to look. They can't find them. Now, so they are in trouble. They need answers. They need solutions. Look at what they did. Okay, look at the next thing. And when they were come to the land of Zoph, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take tough for us. He will start thinking that we are lost now or we are missing. And he said unto him, Behold, now there's in this city a man of God. This is the servant talking. And he is an honorable man. And all that he said comes surely to pass. Now let us go thither. Peradventure, he can show us our way that we should go. You see. They, there was a challenge, and they realized that there's a man of God in this place. If we go and go and have a look, or go and contact him, we could get to know what exactly, where exactly these donkeys are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they did. They went to Saul. Then said Saul to, they went to Saul, like I mean, then Saul said to Saul, seven, but behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? You know, they knew that when you are coming to a prophet, you bring something to the prophet before he can talk to you. So don't be surprised if the prophets are doing it now. Hallelujah. With the figure. 500 Ghana cities you go to this counseling. It's in, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Stop complaining about things you don't understand. If you are going to consult him, you have to pay for it. What are you talking about? How should you also survive? He's on TV for crying out loud. How is he going to pay for the TV? Do you know what, what it means to be on TV? 30 minutes. you know how much you pay for 30 minutes? You have no idea. You can cough your whole lungs out and still not be able to pay for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, don't, don't think about something I have not said. 
Because you are thinking about something I have not said. I have not said it, but you are thinking about it. What shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again, and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver. That will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. And they did. They went to the man of God. And if you read your Bible very carefully, you realize that the man of God told them exactly where they would find the donkeys. He says, before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, thus he spake, come and let us go to the seer. For he that is now called a prophet was before time called a seer. They were called seers. They could see and show you. This, this is what is, is happening. This is what is happening. This is what is happening. You know, they can't say, have you heard it before? I'm going to inquire. It was happening in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. It was. But was that God's design? Is this God's original design? Emphatically not. But some people are stuck up in this place. You see, they are stuck up in this place. They are not moving on. In this case, you didn't have to have any connection with God. You, the individual, didn't have to have any connection with God. All that was required for the man of God to have connection with God. All you need to do is to come with your seed, put the seed there, and the man of God will say everything that concerns you. You may not have to even say anything concerning yourself. There's one man of God on TV who says that you don't even have to tell me anything. I'll tell you everything. It is not a joke. Shabaya. It's serious. And people are following it. But is that is that the New Testament model? Emphatically not. In the New Testament, you are your own prophet. You are the prophet of your life. God expects you to know him. These guys were not born again. They weren't. Let me show you what happens when you, you, you decide to let your life go like this. Okay? Can I show it to you? Okay. The last time I started showing it to you in First Samuel chapter 28, if you remember. Okay. So, on Sunday, I started reading First Samuel chapter 28 to a point how Saul was inquiring, was trying to inquire of God. He wanted to go for war. You know, Saul was afraid. He saw a lot of people. You can go the first Samuel chapter 28. Let's read from, maybe from verse 3. So, now, listen to this. The first time Saul met Samuel, he met him and inquired. Then Samuel spoke more than, spoke concerning more than even his donkeys that were missing. He spoke about how God wanted to make him a king. You know, and showed him his future and made him a king. But between that time and this time, Saul made a lot of mistakes because he couldn't follow God. Okay? He wasn't the man who was connected to God. He didn't know God much. Hallelujah. So he ran into so many problems. And Samuel died. But before Samuel died, someone that had torn the kingdom from his from from his from his clothes. He told him, You are not going to be, you're not going to rule, your children are not going to grow in, in Israel. The rulership or your kingdom ends with you. God had designed that Samuel or Saul would rather, rather Saul would have a, a kingdom that would run for a very long time. But because of Saul's sins and Saul's challenges, he couldn't continue. So God took it away from him. Okay? Now, this is very important. Let's look at this now. It says, Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Saul was led by Samuel to, as a means of obeying the commands of God. Because, you see, there weren't only seers in, in Israel or around them. There were also people who had something called familiar spirits. People who were called wizards. 
who could you could inquire of, and they will also tell you, as just as you have for a prophet, they will also tell you what is going on. Because they had familiar spirits. The last I was trying to tell you that as a child of God, you have angels around you. When you are born with, the, with, with that angel, in Matthew, we read Matthew chapter 19, isn't it? When you are born and that angel was given to you at, at your birth, responsible for taking care of you, that angel does not leave you when you grow up. He still, he still stays with you. As you grow up, more angels are added to you. The more you get to know the Lord and the more your, your, your spiritual scope increases, the more angels you are given. Hallelujah. If someone becomes a pastor, he's given more angels to work with him. You see, and as you increase in the anointing of God's spirit, more angels are added unto you. Hallelujah. But just as we have angels, there are also demons who are, who are responsible for our families, responsible for where we've come from. If you realize you can have a father who was a womanizer, and you check your, all your father's brothers, and they were all womanizers. You check your big brother, you realize that he's also becoming a womanizer. You wonder what is going to happen to you as you grow up. Hallelujah. If you don't do something about it, it may follow you. Do you see? <laughs> you need to get born again first of all, get baptized second of all, and take God seriously. Because demons are such that when you take them out today, two days later they come back to come and check whether you are okay, whether they can come back inside, whether they can come back around you. That's how they are. You can only relocate them. You can't kill a spirit. Spirits cannot be killed. All those who are praying... The spirit that is doing my mother, doing my father, that you it's a joke. It die by it's a joke. You are not praying. There's only one day that will be killed, they'll be killed and destroyed on a certain day. It's in Revelation chapter 20. It's long, very far away. You cannot you cannot even bind the devil. Bind Satan. Who are you to bind Satan? Satan will be bound on a certain day. It's in Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. You'll be bound by a certain angel and put into the bottomless pit and it shall fall for 1,000 years. It's not, it's not yet there. It's somewhere. You can bind his works. Okay? Just allow his works. That's what you can do. But you can't bind him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Read your Bible very carefully. You'll be shocked. So that you don't, you don't put yourself into the place of deception. You are praying, you are not getting answers and you are still praying that same way. You are not getting answers. You are still continuing in that same light. You have to change things. It's wisdom to do so, isn't it? You applied these principles today. It didn't work. Tomorrow you want to apply the same principles. Is there something wrong with you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spirits don't die. They don't. So they are spirits that are familiar with your family. They are familiar with you. They are around you. They know what's going on around you. They know when you got married. They know who you are planning to get married to. They, the only thing they don't know is your future. They don't know your future. Okay? They don't know your future. And brothers and sisters, don't think that they cannot tell you the truth. They can tell you the truth. But their truth is not truth. <laughs> because it is in their nature to lie. You understand? There's nothing they can say that is true. But what they will say is close to the truth. And if you are not smart, you will not know that what they are saying is actually not true. You, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe you think I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Let me show you a scripture in Acts chapter 6. Before we come here, this, this one too is very powerful, but let me show you one in the New Testament and come back to this, okay? Acts chapter 16. Let's read. I don't want us to read plenty, so let's read from... Let me check it out for you. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> See, I will not remain a child. 
It is too dangerous. Let's read from from verse 16. Yes, Acts 16, 16. It says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. It's called the spirit of what? Divination. What does that mean? It means that he can enter the divine. He has contact with the divine. With spirits. Do you understand? And he can give you, the person can give you information from spirits, from the spiritual realm or from the... I don't know if I explained to you the difference between the realm of the spirit and spiritual realm. They are not the same. Yeah. So he can enter spiritual realm and bring something to you. Sometimes you hear some, of, some people say, I've, I've, I've entered the spirit. Which spirit is he talking about? Is he talking about the Holy Ghost or is he talking about another thing? Yeah, because he can enter another thing. Hallelujah. So this lady had possessed a spirit of divination. He says he met, she met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. What is soothsaying? Telling you your future. Is, it not, is that not what saying? It's telling you your future. Fortune telling. Eh? And she brought her owners much gain by her fortune telling. Eh? She was, she, 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 she was, who was possessed by a spirit of divination, claiming to foretell future events and to discover hidden knowledge. Hmm? So they are there. Tell anybody they are there. If you are not careful. Continue telling your neighbor, if you are not careful, you'll be, you'll be shocked at how you'll be led. <laughs> Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. The same, the same lady followed Paul and asked and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Is what she's saying true? Emphatically, yes. But was she from God? Emphatically, not. So it's not everything that you contact that can tell you things concerning you, like, I saw this you, this happened to you, this happened to you. Who told you it's from God? Who told you it's from God? How will you know if it's from God or not, if you are not spiritual? How would you know? You have to be spiritual. You cannot live your life to chance. They say if you live your life to chance, you don't have a chance. Hashtag if you live your life to chance, you don't have a chance. If you are going to live your life to some of these things, who sh- you, you contact if something happens, you just contact a certain prophet. Brother, you'll be surprised. you say things that are like, like what you are going to like, things that are similar, like mention names that are like, what, who sh- what shows that he's punishing by the Spirit of God? What shows? And he will tell you what you want to hear. And he will take you off. You'll be shocked. You see, because, look at, look at the next thing, verse, verse 19. It took Paul a very long time to even decipher what she was. She says, and this day she many days. She was always following them. Every day she would follow them. These are the men of God sent from the Most High. They are telling us and showing us the way of the truth. Every day she was following them. Saying these things. And Paul was quiet. But the Bible says that, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of of her the same hour. There was a spirit behind what she was doing. That's why it's not from God. How can you tell? How can you tell if you are not spiritual? How can you judge? Let me show you a scripture. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read verse 15. Okay? 14 into 15. It will be nice from verse 14. But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed. 
they are spiritually discerned. Look at the next verse. But he that is spiritual judges all things. He judges all things. He can judge. He can tell. This is from God. This is not from God. How is uh, Reverend Hagen able to tell? The first day this man ministered with the spirit of God. The second day he ministered with familiar spirit. Same guy, same prophet, same everything. But he was ministering. He was tapping into the realm of the, the Holy Spirit and the realm of spirits at different times. Message of this. Okay, let's look at the message version. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Have you seen it? We have access to everything God is, God's spirit is doing. So it's important. You have to mature. You have to grow. You have to train yourself. You have to subject yourself to training, to spiritual training. It's too important. Or else you'll be led astray. You'll be led astray. You'll be, you'll be gone. You'll be shocked at what you are following. You'll go to heaven and you'll be surprised that you are not supposed to be there. <laughs> because you believe the wrong thing all of your life. All of your life. I saw a vision. I told my wife about it. It was a dream, actually. We were in Accra for a brief period. And I woke up early in the morning, read my Bible a little, and prayed a little, and slept again. When I slept in the space of, let's say, five minutes or ten minutes, I had a dream. And in that dream, I saw a woman and her child who were in a church being spoken to by a prophet, a certain prophet. And everything showed as though they were going to heaven. And the prophet was drawing them, you know, like that, like, come, we are going to heaven. Come, we are going to heaven. And the woman was coming with a child. Then they got to a point, the prophet went through a screen. And when he went through the screen, he became the devil himself. And the woman entered a little and saw that she was entering hell. And I woke up. What do you think it means? Think about it. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people sitting in certain places who think that they are hearing and going and doing the right thing. But they are not even born again. They are not born again. They are telling them about their future, their life and things and everything and everything. But they are not born. They have not received Christ. They don't know Christ. They are functioning by soothsaying and by familiar spirits. And they are there. And they are telling them and everything. Hallelujah. Can a demon mention Jesus' name? Emphatically, yes. That demon said that Jesus I know and Paul I know. So don't, don't be shocked when someone says Jesus, a person is functioning in a certain way and mention Jesus. In fact, a person that mentioned Jesus does not mean that he's from God. What is he saying? Is what he's saying consistent with the body of revelation of, of the word? If you don't know it, you'll be deceived. That's basically what I want you to know. Yeah? It says that we hence will be no more children, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the slate of men and the cunning craftiness. Uh, that is in Ephesians chapter 4. I was reading that to you, isn't it? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Let's look at it. Ephesians 4, 14. It says that we hence will be no more children. It says he gave these apostles, prophets, and all these people to us so that they can mature us and help us train, train us spiritually. For what purpose? So that we will not be children. Tossed to and fro. If you're a child, you'll be tossed to and fro by, by and kind about with every wind of doctrine. By the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in which to deceive. They lie in which to deceive. They will deceive you. Hmm? By the slate of... Let's read the Amplified. Maybe you don't understand. Slate of men, cunning craftiness. I don't understand. So then we may know, so that we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. 
But today someone comes and says that, someone comes to tell you that the Holy Ghost came to his room and came to bow down to him. Then, hey, what, what word, like, you are interested? You see, it just tickles your fancy. Hey, Charlie, so uh, what can I also do for the Holy Ghost to bow to me? There's something wrong with your brain. I prayed that night and threw a stone and my enemy died. So, right now, you have a stone throwing ministry. Catapult ministry, you are like David. Are we supposed to kill our enemies in the New Testament? Fatically not. Emphatically not. So if you are if you are in a place they are praying to kill your enemy, what do you think you are doing? No, what do you think? Jesus, the first time Jesus spoke about prayer, he said, Pray for your enemies. First time he spoke about prayer, he said, Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who hate you. Do good to them who hate you. Hey, how come it has changed? It's like if you are not angry when someone does something wrong to you. You see, if you were Jesus, if some people were Jesus, some Christians were Jesus, eh, and they are being crucified, they will get down from the cross and come and finish their enemies and go back and hang on the cross. <laughs> That's what they would have done. They would, be, they would have been like the Chinese Jesus. I don't know if you have watched that Chinese movie. There was a Chinese Jesus movie that they were doing. The way the people were mocking the guy that supposed Jesus hanging on the cross, he was not happy about it, so he came down from the cross and beat all of them. And went back, went back on the cross. <laughs> this was the first thing Jesus said about prayer. Matthew chapter 5. You can check. The first thing that was mentioned concerning prayer. He says, bless those who curse you. Bless and curse not. Why are we cursing? If, you're, if you are not spiritually trained. If you are not. You see the, and I told you that the, the, the material for spiritual training is the word of God. If you don't know it, you'll be shocked at what will be happening in your life. You'll be going in on the wrong path for a very long time and not know that you are, you are wrong. You only realize it when you die. One man of God said that some people died and realized they were in hell. I was wondering, how can that be true? Were they not children of God? They, they didn't even know when they confessed that Jesus is not Lord in their life. They didn't even know. You think the devil is sitting down waiting for you to just go? There's always, he's always pushing to get you. Pushing to get you out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let's go back to first summer, right? First summer chapter 28. We're reading concerning Saul. Saul was used to contacting, it was outward, it wasn't inward. He didn't know God. The difference between Saul and, and David was that one knew God, one did not know God. That is the difference. That's the basic difference. That difference is what informed their lives. David would inquire of God. Now, David did not need... Okay, so let, let me show you this, okay? The Bible says that he had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves together and came and pitched in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul, the, Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid. When he saw what was happening outside, when he saw how many the Philistines were, he was afraid. And his heart greatly trembled. His heart was moved. He didn't know what was going to happen. So, Saul inquired of the Lord. The Lord answered him not. Neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Neither by, God was not showing him any dream. God does not show him, go back. God does not show him anything by the Urim. Do you know Urim? The Urim was the, the direct, what gave them direction. The Urim and the Tumim, lights and perfections. If you want to know where to go, to just show you. There were lights inside the, the, the breastplate of the priest. 
that had inscriptions on it. If you want to know where to go, if you want to know, should I go to uh, Amasamai or I should go to London? The light will show A M A. It will just show you Amasamai, not London. <laughs> and you will know exactly where to go. God has spoken, go to Amasamai. That's how, that was how it was functioning. In the New Testament, that thing has sunk into our hearts. It has sunk into our hearts, sunk into our spirits. So we, are, we don't lack direction. There's direction from within. If only you follow the, the, the inward voice and follow the Holy Spirit inside you. The Spirit bears witness with that Spirit that we are the children of God. That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, isn't it? It says the Spirit himself bears witness with our Spirit that we are the children of God. If the Spirit bears witness that, with our Spirit eh, that we are the children of God, if something as sensitive as you being a child of God is, is known by the Holy Spirit, why do you think something as carnal and as trivial as where to go and who to marry will not be told you by the Holy Spirit? Why do you think a prophet is required to show you who to marry? Why do you think a prophet is required to show you where to go? Spend your life in America. What is wrong with you? When this, this is the most important thing in your life. This determines where you'll be and where you spend the rest of your life. That one is not shown by any other means. It's shown by the Holy Spirit. How do you know you are born again? Do you have any feeling about it? You woke up in the morning and realize, hey, I'm, today I'm born again. Is it a feeling? It's not a feeling. It's a knowing. You just know it. Same way. If you meet your wife, you just know that this is the one I'm supposed to marry. There are no confusions about it. Plus, I don't know. There are four ladies. C, 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 Nanako, Tata, Bonko, Bonko, To, Bonko, To, A, Mami, A, Papi, A, Boom, Boom, Fire. Hi, is this lady. There's nothing like that. And look at verse 14. It says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We are led by the Holy Spirit. That is the Urim and the Tumim that has sunk into our spirits. He shows us what to do. You don't depend on outside forces. Samuel Saul was depending on outside forces because he was not spiritually trained. He was not spiritually trained. No dream, no prophet, no dream, nothing. God was not talking to him. First of all, because he had, he had anointed God. So God was not talking to him. So look at what they did. Go back to first Samuel. This is what many people, many Christians do. When we say, let's pray. Ushamayama. They want a prophet to say something to them. I see. <laughs> Brother, he can see as much as he wants. We can lay hands on you for your head to become bowed. If you don't train yourself spiritually, nothing will show forth. If something shows forth, it's, accident. it's by accident. Oh yes, if something happens, it's by accident. You just chance into it. So you can't repeat it. You understand? You can't repeat it. Hallelujah. God did not answer him. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not by dreams, neither by dreams, nor by dream, nor by prophets. Then Saul said unto his servant, Seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit. Yes, seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit. Why? Because he knew that the familiar spirit could tell them, could tell him something. Say something concerning his life. That I may go to her and inquire of her. And the servant said to, to him, Behold, there's a woman that has a familiar spirit at Endo. There's someone at Endo. Let's go and go and see her. And so disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee divine unto me by the spirit of fam- by, by the familiar spirit. And bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. Bring someone up from the dead. He was going to bring someone up from the dead. For him to speak to me. Go to the next one. And the man said unto him, Behold, thou, thou knowest what Saul has done. And the woman was like, Charlie, Saul says we shouldn't do these things. So. 
how he cuts off those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare unto, for my life to cause me to die? Do you want me to die? I don't want to do this. Do you want me to die? He didn't know. She didn't know there was Saul that was sitting. Same guy who said they should go out. Same guy has come to him. To her, I mean. And Saul swear to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Continue, proceed without any further caution. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Bring Samuel up from the dead. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to, the, to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art so, you are so. You are so. Why do you? What's the meaning of this? And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for whatsoever thou. And the woman said unto, unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Hmm. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And he said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to, to the ground and bowed himself. In other words, Samuel came up from the dead. Now, question Was it Samuel who came out of the dead? <laughs> was it Samuel who came? It's an assignment. Someone speak alike. <laughs> you know, there was a man of God on TV who was calling people from the dead. Who tell you, uh, you want to know what killed your mother? Okay. Oh, I see. You mentioned your mother's docket, the docket in which she was the, the fridge she was kept in. Mention the number. You'll be shocked. And tell you, he's gone to this hospital. I've gone to Kofanoche. I'm in this mortuary. Fridge number seventeen. Drawer number five. Shabaya. Hey. And say, okay, your mother is here now. Your mother is talking to me. She says, what do you want to know? Yes. He says, he's a prophet. Which prophet in the Old Testament did that? Which prophet of God did that? But people were in his church. People were following him. Yeah, these days they advance. Now they speak through someone else. So they will call the dead, the dead, and the dead will enter someone. The person will come, and you'll be having interrogation. You have. So who killed you? So it's Kofi Mensah who killed me. <laughs> when you get him, do this to him, do that. And they're happy. So the question is was it Samuel? Was it Samuel? It wasn't Samuel. Why do you think it wasn't Samuel? Because everything is wrong. It's familiar spirit. What, what good can familiar spirit do for you? Why did they, why did they suck them out of the, the kingdom of Israel during that time? Because they were, they were deceiving people. So God led Samuel to tell Saul to take them out. He took them out. Of course, the supposed Samuel who came up spoke about his demise. Spoke about Saul's end, how he was going to end. That before the day ends, he will die. He and all of his children will die. He gave a sentence that seemed from, like a sentence from God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hmm. What is the difference between Saul and David? One thing. One knew God personally. The other didn't. Let me show you a scripture concerning David. A similar situation. Okay. Something similar concerning David. Hallelujah. <laughs> Go to the next chapter. First Samuel, this is First Samuel chapter 28, isn't it? Okay, so let's look at you love it. Let's read from verse 30, uh, chapter 30, first Samuel chapter 30 from verse 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that you see, they, they had gone to war, they were going to fight somewhere. When they, they left their wives, children, properties, everything in Ziklag. When they came back, some people had come to come and take their wives, everybody away. 
Okay, so let's look at it. It says, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, they didn't kill any of them, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Now, in this case, David had had an experience that was terrible. Wives, children, everybody's taken away. Homes bent, properties taken away. Now, Saul did not have that. Saul saw the people. It had not yet happened. Nothing had yet happened yet. Okay? Now, look at this is what they wept. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam and the Israelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, and the people spoke of stoning him. His own mighty men wanted to stone him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man of his, for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. He could do this. David could do this. Saul could not do this. Why? David knew God. Saul did not know God. David had been trained. His spirit had been raised. So I had not had that. And David said to, Ab- to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. Say the effort. The effort was the priestly garment for standing before God. David was not a priest. He called the priest Abiathar to bring him the effort. And Abiathar brought the, eff- the effort to David. And David wore it. Eh? And David inquired of the Lord. David could inquire of the Lord on his own. He didn't need anybody to inquire of the Lord for him. They were in the same time. Remember? Oh, Saul and David were in the same time. <laughs> they weren't 500 years apart. They were the same time. What was the difference? This guy knew God. Spiritually trained. The other guy didn't know God. He was not spiritually trained. His life was dependent on prophets. And it ended up killing him. And David inquired the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. And he did. He pursued, went, and recovered everything with spoil. He got more goods and distributed it to all those who had helped him in his life. That's what happened to David. How many of you want to end up like Saul? Your hand nearly went up. How many of you want to end up like David? What's the difference? Train yourself spiritually. I don't want to be a child. Tossed to and fro. Subject to familiar spirits. Subject to the enemy. Anything can just happen to me. No. 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 Your spiritual senses must be high. Very, very high. Very, very high. Seeing and hearing in the spirit. You see, you can see and hear in the spirit. You can hear God talk to you. Does God talk? Emphatically, yes. Can he talk to you? Emphatically, yes. Why shouldn't he talk to you? Are you not a child? You're a child of God, aren't you? Yeah. So you can, hear your, you can hear his voice. You can hear his voice. Now, how do you make sure you are hearing his voice very well and clearly? How do you do that? I've said it so many times, isn't it? Do I need God to tell me if someone is saying that the Holy Spirit came to come and bow down to him. Do I need God to whisper to me to tell me that uh, what he's saying is not true? Don't follow him. Do I need that? Why don't I need that? I have the word of God. 
is not consistent with what the word of God says. What if I if I don't know what will happen to me? I just follow along. Someone said Satan will be saved. People are following him. Why? They don't read their Bible for themselves. What is the word of God? The word of God is God's word. It's God's voice. It's God's, it's, it's, it's God's, it's, this is what God is saying. You want to know God, what God is saying? Read your Bible. Study the word. It's as simple as ABCD. Just study it. And you'll be fine. But if you don't study it, if you don't read it, you will not be spiritually trained. Do you see? Now, I remember telling you that we have legs, hands, eyes, all that in the spirit, isn't it? In the same way, we have a mind in the spirit. There's a mind in the spirit. You have a mind. See, I have a mind in the spirit. Okay, just as you have a mind in the physical, you have a mind in the spirit. Or just as you have a brain. Okay, normally when we say mind, everybody thinks about the brain. Even though the brain is not the mind. Okay. For instance, there's a place for, your, for mental putting together. You, you understand things by thinking through it. How do you pass your exams? You thought, you read the books, you listened to what your lecturer said, read the books, tried to understand it, and tried to reproduce it. You realized that you could reproduce it. All those who were reading mass were the ones who failed. If you read, we don't read mass, we calculate mass, we work mass, isn't it? <laughs> Someone just remembered, yeah, I was doing that. Yeah, go on. If you read mass, you will not pass. You have to calculate it. As you calculate, you understand it yet more and more. Now, that understanding, that faculty of understanding is not in the spirit. It's physical. It's, it is dependent on information that you get from this world. If you are going to understand engineering, engineering is not spiritual. It is down there. We know that you put this together, you put this together, you put this together, and then you can get something, isn't it? Unless you want to make a break or have a break, a world break in engineering, then you have to enter the spirit. <laughs> because everything is spiritual. The engineering mass you, were, you, you had in school, the anatomy books you read in school, has something to do with the spirit. They, they saw something spiritual before they saw it physically. Okay? Hallelujah. Say there's a mind of the spirit. Now, just as you have a physical mind and it has a physical understanding, you, there's a spiritual mind and a spiritual understanding. The spiritual understanding, the spiritual mind, the spiritual wisdom, the physical wisdom. There's a wisdom of the world, there's a wisdom of God. <laughs> I see what I'm talking about. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says, For what man ha- has known, for who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? Then it says, But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind, say, I have the mind of Christ. Say it again. So there's a mind. There's a mind that we have. Spiritual mind. Ephesians 4.23. Let's look at Ephesians 4.23. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Have you it? Be renewed what? In the spirit of your mind. It's spiritual. It's not talking about something physical. So how can you use your spiritual... Because if, if someone is not thinking, if someone cannot think in this natural world, He's described as a fool, isn't it? He's a fool. If he cannot think. What is the difference between the super rich and the super poor? Thinking. The one who uses his hands to do a lot of work, is paid very little. The one who uses his mind to do a lot of work, is paid a lot of money, isn't it? What's the difference? It's not a joke thinking. Thinking is not common. 
It's not easy to think. One man of God said that Christians have left their thinking cap. And when they got born again, they left their thinking, their mind somewhere. <laughs> and came to Christianity without a mind. <laughs> I think it's true. For most Christians, they stop thinking. They stop thinking. When we talk about prosperity, why do you think that you can't do investment, save and do investment when it comes to prosperity? Why don't you think it's why do you think it's it's like you have to spend everything that you have? Why do you think like that? Unless God emphatically instructs you that listen, just sow your seeds and spend to this level for this period. But after some time, God will tell you something different. Hallelujah. So a Christian wants to get married. He will struggle and struggle and struggle because he's not learned how to save. Me not savings, savings in the Bible. Savings are in the Bible. Investments are in the Bible. But he didn't see that one. He just saw some other ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway, that is for another day, isn't it? Why, why wouldn't you as a Christian set goals? Why wouldn't you set goals? Why do you think everything will just happen? Things don't just happen. You have to make things happen. If you don't learn how to set goals and meet those goals, don't, don't think that change can occur. Okay? Between your dreams and the realization of your dreams is something called goals. Hallelujah. We make spiritual goals. Spiritual goals. That's why we ask God, what do you want me to do? Do you see? What do you want me to do? If he tells you, do this. What do you do? You go and go and get it done. If God has said, do this and you are sitting down, do you think it's going to come to pass? Some people think that prophecy comes to pass on its own. Automatic. No matter what you do, it will come to pass. But it's not like that. Though. It's not like that. Though. If, you, if you read your book, your Bible, very Daniel chapter 9. In Daniel chapter 9 from verse 1, Daniel talks about the fact that he understood by books what the prophet Jeremiah had written and said concerning Israel. Israel was supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. 70 years had come and gone. They were still in captivity. Hmm? They were still in captivity. Why? Because nobody had started praying. So he noticed it and set a goal to pray for 21 days. Prayed. He prayed, prayed and prayed and prayed. And God answered and showed him what was supposed to happen. Then you, they could prepare and plan for the future. Do you understand? And between your goal, eh, for your goal to lead you to your, the fulfillment of your dream, there's something called discipline and something called consistency. It's in the Bible. See thou a man that is diligent in his work. He shall stand before kings and not before mere men. He says, thou lazy fool, consider the ant and be wise. It's all in the Bible, but Christians will not look at that. They want, I see. Yes, we see, but after we have seen, we must do something physically to get things done. Maybe I have to preach about it. The practicality of faith. eh? It's practical. There's practicality to it. Hallelujah. But that's not my subject for today. Okay, I'm just mentioning something. Yeah, discipline and consistency. You have to be disciplined. You have to be consistent. Without it, nothing is going to happen. Verse 23. Let's look at it. Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty. Open thine eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. Have you seen it? If you are sleeping for 18 hours every day. No, I don't understand why you would want things to change. If all you are doing is sleep. 
and you are confessing. You are just you are confessing and sleeping. What is wrong with you? Who taught you that? Who told you that's how it works? Am I not working? I'm standing before I'm working, isn't it? This is my work. Would you come and come and listen to me if you came to not if you came and didn't hear anything? You came and you heard me say, Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. I want stand up and just do it. What you are up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. If I was saying that every single Sunday, every single Tuesday, every single Friday, every single other day, would you be coming? Would we have 17 churches all over the place? We wouldn't. I work. I study the word. I pray. So that what I'm saying will make sense to you. So if you have decided that you will not work, I don't know what to come to you. Poor Betty. There's a place where it says that your poverty will come unto you like an armed man. Hey. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms, and your poverty will come. Or come to you like an armed man. To come to you like an armed robber. <laughs> it will be so sudden. Do you know when the armed robber is visiting you? You don't know. You just, hey! Just like that. That's how he says poverty will come to you. Hallelujah. Tell be smart. You see, so that is smartness with your mind, you know. But there's a smartness in the spirit. A spiritual smartness, spiritual mind, spiritual understanding, spiritual putting together. You can have a spiritual putting together. Isn't that, isn't the scriptures? And I want to show it to you. Okay, okay. This verse twenty-four, verse thirty-three. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So spiritual mind can have a, a spiritual putting together. Understanding. You see. Well, you can just tell. You can tell when something... No, no, this one is not from God. You can just tell it. This one, no. It's not from God. This one is from God. You just know. Okay. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, Paul prays a very, very important prayer. Sometimes when we talk about it, some of us say, we've heard these things so many times. Said, Brother, it's so important. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. It says, this is the prayer I pray for you. Okay? I pray these prayers for you. Because this is very, it is very important. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Do you, do you understand the knowledge of him? He's talking about the knowledge concerning God. He says when it comes to the knowledge concerning God. You see, we all know that the Bible is very important. Don't we know that the Bible is very important? How many of us read it even though we know it's very important? The fact that you know it's very important and you need it for your spiritual training does not mean that you use it. Matter of fact, you may forget what I'm saying after some few hours. Oh yes, a lot of people do. They, they forget about it. After some few hours. They don't attend to it. And if you don't attend to it, you will not have the results. You don't have fruits coming out of it. Okay? You must stay on God's word. It's very important. He says, my son, attend to my word. Incline thine ears unto my saying. In other words, let your ears be hearing my word consistently and continuously or else you will not have understanding spiritually. That's what I'm talking about. 
You can be deceived very easily. And you may not hear from God because you are not attending to God's word. But the word of God can direct you. It can. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone. Hmm? Man shall not what? He shall not live by bread alone. Does man live by bread? Emphatically, yes. Try not eating for two weeks. you see what will happen to you. Even when you are fasting for a day from, from, for 24 hours, you realize that you are going like this. You realize you can't, a lot of things cannot happen. You can't use your hands the way you'd want to. You can't use your legs the way you'd want to. Your legs, your hands, everything is, is moved by virtue of the bread that you have eaten or the food that you have eaten. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone. Why? Because man is spirit. He's not just body. He says, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Every word that comes out of the word, the mouth of God. I'm not the one saying, Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, he says, but the answer then said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. It means that your life can be sustained by the word of God. Now, what does bread do for you? When you eat and you are fine, what happens? You're able to work, you're able to do every other thing that you are supposed to do because you're, you are filled. Your belly is filled. Strength comes to you. Hmm? Strength comes. In Acts chapter 9, the Bible says that Paul was fasting for three days and for three nights. Ananias came, laid hands on him. The scales fell off his eyes and he ate. The Bible says he ate some food and he became strong. Strong where? Strong physically. Can you be strong spiritually? You can be strong spiritually. Spiritual strength is what dictates the pace of actual physical strength. That's why he prays that you might be strengthened by his spirit in your inner man. Strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. It is, it's, it's possible. You, see, you are strengthened to do foolish things. But when it comes to good things, things that you know, you know. Who doesn't know? We all know, isn't it? We all know, we've heard the word, you know that this is good for me, but you don't find strength to go along that line. There's a way to go about it. It's, it's in the Bible, another one says, says that, that, that you must pray and ask God consistently and continuously. It says, I cease not to pray. It didn't say, I make declaration for you. It says, I cease not to pray. Brothers and sisters, don't let declaration fake your mind and think that, oh, I just, I make a declaration. I'm strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shabaya. And it's finished. No. Says, I pray, I cease not to give thanks for you, make a mention of you in my prayers. And I pray that you may have what the spirit of wisdom and revelation. A spirit of wisdom and revelation. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing the knowledge and having the strength to put that knowledge to work. Isn't it? Wisdom is knowledge at work. Acting your knowledge out. That's wisdom. The one who knows and does not do it is a very big fool. You know what the Bible says? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can read the word. And he says, be ye a doer of the word. But you will not do the word. How are you going to do the word? By praying for the spirit of wisdom. Do you see? And revelation. Revelation in what? In the knowledge of him. In the, the word revelation means apocalypsis. An uncovering of the knowledge concerning God. So that the knowledge concerning God can burn in your heart. And become food for your spirit. Man shall not live by bread, but by his word. The word that proceeds out of his mouth. It's called Rema. The written one and the one that comes out of his mouth are two different things altogether. 
the written one can become what comes out of his mouth as you process it through his through speaking in tongues and doing all the things that I've showed you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Your spiritual mind can work and cause you to think spiritually. Cause you to produce spiritual results, produce physical results. Say if you depend on some prophet somewhere. I depend on the word. Say it again. I depend on the word. It will guide you. It will guide you to show you what to do. Can it show you what to do? Can it show you? The word can show you what to do at every single time in your life. It can show you. It can raise you up. You see. But you've got to read it. You see. You've got to read it. If you're not reading it, nothing can start. When you start reading it, you pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in that word. In that word. It will start showing you how what you are reading is related to your life. And how you can let your life fall in line. It will start showing you. You just see it. That, oh, I'm not supposed to be bound by, by anything. The devil is nothing when it comes to my life. It will start showing you. Probably you are afraid of the devil all of your life. It will show you. That the devil is nothing in your life. The devil is under your foot. I was talking to someone recently. The person has been controlled by the devil so much that even her, his body is controlled by the devil. You understand when I say your body is controlled by the devil? He, he can't help himself but do wrong. He's a child of God, but he cannot help himself but do wrong. How do you help such a person? How do, you, how do you use the word to help, help such a person? What does he need to help him? To be able to control his body. Control his physical mind and control his body. How? As I was speaking to you, that's what God showed, showed something to me. He said, show him 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? Verse 16. And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? Then it says, For ye are the temple of the living God. Am I a temple of the living God? If I'm a temple of the living God, then who is living in that temple? God is living in it. It means that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And if my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit one, my body only moves by virtue of the Holy Spirit's movement. It responds only to the Holy Spirit and not to any other thing. Not to the devil. Now, you see, on the spell of the woman, God showed me this. When I said it to him, it helped him. He just got it. I didn't know. I didn't know. That. He knew this. He's, known, he's read this before in his Bible. But this time I was coming to him differently. And I made him practice it there and then. Something he, he would, would, would cause his body to move. He did it and it did cause his body to move. Along that line. It's, his body moved differently towards God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'll train myself spiritually. Say it again. Have you, have you learned anything today? I'll never fail in my life. Yeah, I'll never fail in my life. I'm a child of God. No matter what's going on, I'm not afraid. David was not moved. All he needed to do was to inquire of God, what should I do? <laughs> and we have access to God. We can ask God, what should we do? And he'll show us exactly what to do. 
You don't need to depend on an outside force. If you've trained yourself spiritually, you don't need to, you don't need to depend on an outside force. He will show you what to do. He will show you, talk to you, do this, go here. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you concerning how you can hear from the Spirit. Okay, how to hear from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to share with you. After this series, I'm going to share. That's the next thing I'm going to talk about. Yeah, how you can hear from the Spirit. How the Spirit of God can guide you and lead you into goodness, into prosperity, into great, greatness. He told Abraham, follow me and I'll make you great. Can you imagine? Follow me and I will make you great. Yeah. Same instruction to I. Follow him and he'll make you great. Say, I'll never fail in my life. Say, my body responds only to God. Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is walking in me. God is talking in me. Yeah, you see, and you see, some of, a lot of spiritual things do not make sense. Naturally. The natural man cannot understand it. How do you do the word of God? I've showed you. You do the word of God by speaking it forth. As you speak it forth, it goes into your future. You walk into it. That becomes your future. Words do not die, brothers and sisters. Words don't die. If you say something negative, you must annul it with another word. Yeah. For that word to die, another word, a goodly word must go to annul it. Is not done by any other person, it's done by yourself. 
There's a self-deliverance which you have been introduced to. As you know, in the New Testament, you are responsible for your life. Your heart, what you are saying, to the knowledge of God that you need, words, is what changes your life. It's a spiritual thing. Just that by your words, you shall be justified, and by your words, you shall be condemned. For what pursues out the hearts through the mouth is what causes a man's life to go left or right. You understand? If you want to walk in goodness, it's better to do than what you're saying. Because that's our concept. We live on God and we die. We are born to be like. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the mouth of the Amorites shall deliver them. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgment of his mouth. This is how to stay yourself. Hallelujah. Continue. Go to the next verse. Oh, ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. He's telling you, rejoice in the Lord. Are you the seed of Abraham? Are you the servant of God? He says, rejoice. Remember his marvelous works. There's works that cause people to marvel. Oh, hallelujah. Continue. I want, you, I want you to see some. Go, go down. Go to verse, verse 7. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Continue. He remembereth his covenant forevermore. He remembered his covenant forevermore. So if he's in covenant with you, he remembers it. He has not forsaken me. He cannot forsake me. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations, he remembers. Which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac. And confirm the same unto Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. 
saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When there were but a few in men, a few men in number, yea, very few and strangers in it. He says, when he told them, there were few. There were strangers in the land that they, he said he was going to give to them. Continue. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. By the time David is talking like this, he stood up. He suffered no man to do them wrong. Meanwhile, someone has done him wrong. And he's saying, God suffered him. Suffered them to do, do them no wrong. Yeah, he reproved kings for their sakes. He reproved kings for their sakes. Saying, touch not my anointed. And David knew that he was an anointed of God. I'm the anointed of God. That's how he stirs himself up. So when trouble is around, don't, I don't know. Don't speak the trouble. If you speak the trouble, you will just be going down. Your light will get dimmer and dimmer. The Bible calls us the light of the world. Light can be dim or bright. Okay? Light can be dim or what? Or bright. If you are saying terrible things, your light will become dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. It will just be going down and down and down. That's what happens. But as soon as you start making confessions of his name, the Bible says that we should make confessions to his name. Make confessions concerning what he has done in time past. It's the same God who divided the rest we are working with. Same God. He has not changed. Same God who took Joseph from the, the pit of prison to become prime minister. Same God. So you say to yourself, I remember what you did in Joseph's life. You know how to deal with men. I'm not different from them. You have done great things with these people. You will do greater things with me. I'm a seed of Abraham. You said, King shall come out of the loins of Abraham. I am one of them. I'm a king in this world. Nothing can control me. I control all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I'm the prophet of God. And nobody can do me any harm. Nobody can touch me and go scot-free. I'm the anointed of God's, God's spirit. That's, that's what David was doing. He was staying himself up. The Bible says he stared himself up and he stood up and said, let us go because God had told him, go. In the process of staring himself up, God spoke to him. Hallelujah. Touch not my anointed and do my prophecy no harm. Go to verse 16. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. Brothers and sisters, you, he, he, just, he, he just recounts all that God has done in time past. How he beat Egypt because of Israel. Yeah, because of his chosen. Touch not my anointed. I'm the anointed of God. You may read to that point and say, I'm the anointed of God. I'm the prophet of God. No one can touch me. Even though I am small and small and small now. I may look small now. But I'm big. I'm big. I can do all things. I do big things. By the power of the Holy Ghost. And in the name of the Lord Jesus. What are you doing? You are setting yourself up. You realize that... If you've noticed, the more you confess the word of God, the more it's like something is happening to you. Have you realized? Like your light is becoming brighter and brighter. Actually, that's what's happening in the spirit. That's what's happening in the spirit. You may not see it in your physical life, but that's what's happening. You're becoming, you are beginning to glow. Your spirit begins to glow. In other words, you, you are, your spirit is just glowing like that. You're just going higher and higher. It says, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, words are spirit. Jesus said, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Isn't it? The word of God is spirit and it is life. So as you speak the word of God like that, you are releasing spirit. You are releasing life. Next week, next week I'll talk about it. This Tuesday I'll talk about it. You are releasing spirit. You are releasing life. That's what you are doing. And it goes to heal you. It goes to do things to you. 
You see, I walk in strength and walk in health. That's what you are going to have. You shall have what you see. It's, I said it's a spiritual training. It is. It's a spiritual training. I'm the anointed of God. I do not fail. <laughs> Say failure is inconsistent with my nature. I'm like the just. My path is shining brighter. Or rather, you see, you are not like the just. You are the just. Say, I am the just. <laughs> and my path is shining brighter. And brighter. And brighter. Unto the perfect day. Now, you may not see any change around you. It makes no difference. Makes no difference. Did your sickness leave the first day you took that drug? It didn't. Is it? Did it? It didn't. The word of God is like medicine. I've told you. It's like medicine. You are taking it. It's killing the parasites. Things are happening. It is working. Some, there are drugs in, some, some drugs need you to have a certain concentration in your system before they can work. If you don't have that concentration in your system. But you can't take all that concentration at once. You should take it gradually. Then the concentration becomes a lot in your system. Then it kills the parasite. Kills that thing that is worrying you. So as you are releasing the word of God like that, you may not see any difference around. Makes no difference. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They are subject to change. What I'm seeing is subject to change. What I'm seeing is subject to change. My body responds to God. My mind responds to God. I'm a, I'm a man of the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm a man of the Spirit. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The goodness of God works in my life. I walk in goodness every single day of my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. No devil has that of hell. No demon has that of hell. Can touch me. I'm anointed. I'm soaked in the blood of Christ. I'm under the blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. I'm under that blood. That speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. It speaks goodness. It speaks grace. It speaks anointing. That's what I'm under. I'm anointed. I'm anointed of God. I'm anointed of God. I'm anointed of God. I'm anointed of God. I'm like my fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I walk with God in victory. I walk in with God in grace. I'm a prophet in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm the prophet of my life. And I release words concerning my life. I speak forth into my future. I speak goodness into my future. I speak grace into my future. I speak glory into my future. I speak love and power into my future. I speak safety and health into my future. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My mind is sound. I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. Because my mind is sound. Everything in my body is sound as well. I have a sound heart. I have a sound liver. I have a sound body. My blush is sound. HIV cannot dwell in my body. Hey! Hepatitis B cannot dwell in my system. I walk in goodness. I walk in goodness. I walk in greatness. I'm great. I'm a billionaire. I'm a dollar billionaire. Hey, Kulaba Sataba. I sponsor the gospel. I sponsor the gospel. I am a sponsor of the gospel. Hey, the world will hear me because I've been called of God. I've been sent of Him. I've been called from Him. Hey, I was chosen from the mother's womb. I'm the chosen of God. I'm the chosen of God. Hey, I was chosen from my mother's womb to share the word of God with the nations of the world. And the nations will hear me. The nations will hear me. The nations will hear me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I see changes all around me. I see changes all around me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my spirit is being raised. My spirit is being raised. My spirit is being raised by God Himself for a set cause, for a set purpose. For a set purpose, I've been born by God. For a reason, for a purpose. My life is not for nothing. My life is for something. 
Hey, I refuse to be discouraged. I'm encouraged. I refuse to be discouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. Stirred up for the future. Stirred up for the future. The future is mine. Whether it be life, whether it be death, all things are mine. Hey, all things are mine. All things are mine. The past is mine. The present is mine. The future is mine. The world is mine. All things are mine. The world and every single thing in it is mine. I do not fail. I'm a success. I'm a success. I'm a success. I'm a success. Hey, Amino Ofalide, Steno Nundi, Amfale Akali, Rado, Shile, Nembo Luda, Apalide. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I cannot be deceived. I cannot be deceived because I know God for myself. I know God for myself. I know his word for myself. His word is food to my spirit. His word is food to my soul. His word is food to my spirit. My test for the word increases. I am consistent. I am disciplined. I set goals. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Hey, if I'm going the wrong way. I hear a voice from behind me saying, No, this is not the way, but this is the way. Lado I speak life into things that are dead around me. Every single thing that is there, I speak life into you. I speak life into you. Come to life. Come to life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. All dead bones, all dry bones in my life. I speak life into you. I speak life into you. I'm going somewhere. I'm cultured by the word. I'm cultured by the spirit. I'm cultured by the word. I'm cultured by the spirit. I think God. I think Christ. I think glory. I think success on every side. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I have spiritual understanding. I have spiritual understanding. Hey, I have wisdom. The spirit of wisdom is working in my spirit. The spirit of wisdom is working in my spirit. Causing me to go the right way. Causing me to do the right thing. Causing me to handle the right things. Legal sule baride falada mande. The eyes of my understanding is flooded with light. Flooded with light. Flooded with light. I have light. I have light. For in this light we see light. I have light. I do not walk in darkness because Christ is my light. Hey, I have Christ. Therefore, I do not walk in darkness. I walk in light every single day of my life. I walk in life. I walk in light. I walk in light. Hey, I have on the shield. I have on the robe of righteousness. And I have on the shield of righteousness as well. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, I have on. I have on my belt of truth. I have on my helmet of salvation. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that we are being trained, being raised for a set purpose. God is raising your spirit. God is raising your spirit for a set purpose. For a set course. You will not fail. You are like a missile programmed by God. You will hit your targets. You will hit your targets. You will hit your targets. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will hit your target. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You have been programmed for success. You are programmed for success. Programmed for success. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You do not fail. Success is yours. You shall go to the fire and it shall not be burned. It shall not burn you. You shall go to the water and it shall not be drowned. A thousand shall fall on your right. Ten thousand at your left. And it shall not come nigh thee. 
Only with your eyes shall you behold the reward of the wicked. As you walking in glory. Hey, yeah, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You shall fear no evil. You shall walk in the valley of the shadow of death. But you shall fear no evil. The Lord shall set the table before you in the presence of your enemies. When you see enemies, you set the table. When you see enemies, you become excited. Because an opportunity for you to go up. You do not fail. You do not fail. You are success. You are success. You are success on every side. You are blessed with the blessings of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You do not fail. Yeah, your spirit is propped up. You do not fail. You are going forward. The word is working in you. Say the word is working in me. Say it again. The word is working in me. Producing results in me. Oh, hallelujah. Live like this, okay? Speak the word. When you, when you hear a negative thought, speak the opposite of it. Speak the opposite of it. Yeah. That's the way to go forward. Hallelujah. How do you feel? You feel light. It's like, you feel, you feel good, isn't it? It's not a feeling for church. It's a feeling for every single day. It's a life. God gave us a life. Not a lifestyle. He gave us a life. That life determines our lifestyle. Okay? And dictates the pace of our lifestyle. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's like you're shining. It's like you're glowing. It's like... If you do this every single day before you get out of your house and continue doing it whilst you're working on the streets, whilst you're driving, whilst you're at work, every small time, you don't spend time watching Facebook. Every little time you have, you speak the word of God into your life. Facebook will not change your life. Haven't you realized it's not done anything for you? You've been watching it for the last five years. It's not done anything for you. It's not done much. <laughs> it hasn't. Change your strategy. Don't be foolish. Don't keep going along that line when you realize it's not doing much for you. Change your strategy. You've gone along that line for a long time. It's not that much. Change your strategy. Use the word. Okay? When you have small time, check, check your Bible. Declare some things into your life. I'm going somewhere. I'm a child of God. My spirit is being raised. I will not miss my angel. There are people who are sent to help you. Philip was sent to help the Ethiopian Enoch. He didn't know. He didn't have any idea. He was trying to understand the scriptures. But an angel, Philip, was sent. He never saw Philip again in his life. Then what happened with him and Philip will make him think that Philip was an angel. Guy attached himself to his child, sat down and explained the word of God with him. He baptized him and he vanished. That was the end. He never heard of Philip again. What do you think he will say when he goes back? I met an angel whilst I was going. There's an angel meant and sent from God for you. Whose presence in your life will change a lot of things at once? When he enters your life, everything will change. Yeah. Every, your financial pressures will just change. Just like that. But you must confess your way there. You must set your course there. You have to. You are, the, you are the one to set your course. It's in your mouth. See, say, a large huge ship is controlled by a small helm, a small rudder. The captain stands behind a small helm and moves the whole of the ship to go in one direction or the other. See, your, in the same way, your whole life, your whole life is held by your tongue. I'm not the one says in the Bible. Since your whole life is held by your tongue, where your tongue goes, that's where your, your body will go. 
Where your time goes is where your life goes. Can you imagine? Because of the fall, the, the, the tongue is set on a natural course of fire. Set on a natural course of distraction. That's what you don't teach a child to say abuakwasia. He just grows up knowing it and saying it. You must you must set up another environment for him to say something else. If you allow him to stay in a normal environment, you'll be shocked at what you come home saying. Say I'm going somewhere. Say, watch out, world. I'm coming. It's, it's not too late for me. I'm coming. You'll be shocked. Tell, tell the world, you'll be shocked. You will pause and look at me. Add me to your life and continue. Yeah. That's what will happen. They will pause. When you show up, they will pause and they will add you to their lives because they realize they cannot do without you. The world has not seen anything yet. He says, I has not seen. Neither has ear heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of any man. What the Lord has in store for them that love him. Can you imagine? How many, we've seen so many beautiful things, isn't it? In ministries, in people's lives. We've seen people. Recently they said Jeff, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world with 19 billion dollars. That has been seen. That has been heard. That has entered into the heart of a certain man. What, what concerns you has not been seen yet? They are talking about 90 billion now. Yours has not been seen. So pray that they will go higher. You get it. Pray, that, pray for them that they will go higher. Let them get 120 billion, 150 billion, 200 billion. Because the higher they go, the more yours also go. That's why you must never speak negatively about a rich man. Never insult a rich man. Never talk negative about a rich man. What you are seeing with him, you will get it by times 500. Yeah. Never speak against anointed men of God. Don't. What you are seeing in your life, you see it by 500. Yeah. See, I'm going somewhere. I'm excited about you. I'm excited about your life. I'm excited about the results you are going to change. Whatever you touch will work. It will work. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314. Or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.